Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ben Vizanal, and today we're talking about the importance of mindset, particularly with regard to your success and the success of your business. And today, to help me with this episode, I have a very special guest, Mr. Simon Drew. Simon is a musician, podcast host, mindset coach, coach, fitness industry professional, and a student. He lives on the Sunshine Coast in Australia and is with his incredible wife, Jennifer, and he's on a mission to help as many people as he can to find joy and fulfillment in life by sharing the principles and values of stoicism, as well as a few good old-fashioned self-improvement techniques. Simon, welcome to the show. Ben, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I'm excited to have you, and uh, sorry to have you to have to be on this show. And uh, and you know, in regards to our earlier conversation, I absolutely hate your guts, Ben. <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. absolutely oh, man. everybody you need you need to know before we before we started this episode uh, uh ben said you know I'll, I'll do a little bit of an introduction and then you can come in and say whatever you want to say you know i hate your guts ben and <laughs> so i just wanted to start out by saying that but man i appreciate you having me <laughs> throw here. that out oh hey i'm glad i'm glad you were able to make it i know we've been trying to get you on the show for a couple of months now um for those and i noticed you, you kind of uh you kind of uh asked the question instead of made the statement because it's tough to turn off that interviewee or interviewer uh, hat because obviously you have your own podcast and you're used mm-hmm. to doing the other side of the table. Um, but for those of our listeners that might not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, you know, I, I can tell you all kinds of things about myself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, a jack of all trades. Uh, I consider myself, um, I'm all over the place. Uh, as we spoke about before the uh, interview, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also a musician. Uh, so, you know, I do gigs here and there and uh, I'm a jazz musician. So I've spent a lot of time on cruise ships uh, as well, playing with my quartet. Um, uh, you know, I'm also in the fitness industry. So I manage a new gym at the moment, which I'm absolutely loving. And, um, you know, something that I could tell you about myself is that I, I kind of decided uh, a couple of years ago that whatever I wanted to do in my life when it comes to uh, career choices, I wanted that career choice to be in line with my my core value of wanting to help people to reach new levels in their life. Uh, and and so, you know, really the, the reason why I'm here at the moment is because I started the Practical Stoic podcast that was kind of the uh, the big stepping stone into the kind of coaching career that I've got right now where I, you know, do offer this mindset coaching for people who, uh, you know, feel like they need a little bit of help through life. And, uh, and so, you know, I started this Practical Stoic podcast because I really couldn't find any other podcasts out there that offered what I wanted to hear. And so I kind of said, okay, well, I'll scratch my own itch and put out a podcast uh, on my own. And and it kind of, uh, you know, took off in, in a really good way. And uh, I found a niche that um, really appreciates what I do. And I found people who appreciate what I have to say. And um, and it's not even necessarily what I have to say. I'm just uh, spewing out a whole bunch of, uh, uh, you know, information that really was passed down to us by the the original Stoics, uh, which we can get into later. But um, 
yeah, I, I guess I live here, as I said in the in the bio, on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. It's uh, one of the most beautiful places to live. Uh, I live here with my wife, Jennifer. She's actually from uh, Texas. Ben, Ben, where are you from right now? So I live and I was born and raised in Louisiana, so I'm surrounded by the bayou as well. Um, but I've mm. actually lived all over the states, uh, particularly in the south, hence this accent that I have. Um, I've lived in Texas for a little while um, and I've lived in Alabama and Mississippi. So I, I, I've kind of traveled the, the Gulf Coast area quite a bit, mm. uh, to say the least. And um, kind of like you, I, uh, I became interested in Stoicism a few years ago, and I, and I didn't realize that I was practicing a lot of those philosophies without knowing what they were. Mm. Um, and then I started, you know, doing some reading and some research and, um, you know, just trying to just kind of the same, trying to do some self-improvement. I know before the, the, the call here, we talked about Jim Rohn a little bit, and I was blessed at a young age, 1920, to, to attend one of his workshops and seminars. And it really had an impact on me. And it sort of set me down that road of continually trying to self-improve and and that's kind of how I stumbled upon uh, stoicism and, and your podcast mm. uh, was just trying to find kind of like you I was I was looking for some you know dry, I do a lot of driving a lot of travel and um, you know I was looking for some wisdom and uh, I stumbled upon you and uh, this is how we kind of got to this point mm. so tell me tell me a little bit um, about your experience. I know you do mindset coaching and particularly, like you said, you know, stoicism, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure in detail, but tell me how you've seen mindset coaching help people, you know, become better individuals or achieve the next level of success or, or run their businesses better. Tell us a little bit about some of your experiences in that. Mm. Yeah, that's it. You know, a lot of people kind of ask me, uh, you know, how can mindset help me? And the way I put it to them is, uh, you, you know, mindset is not just this one uh, all-encompassing uh, area that you can work on that that will uh, that fix everything. Your mindset can either hinder or help you uh, in many, many ways. Um, so you might wake up one morning and your dominating mindset is negative and I hate the world and I don't want to get up and I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this or that. Um, you might get up one morning in your dominating mindset, uh, because of a few little techniques that you've, uh, you've done or your morning routine is now positive and Hey, I'm excited to face the world. I'm excited to put my foot best foot out there. And, um, you know, a lot of what I do with my clients and really with the podcast as well is offer ideas and strategies and tools and tactics, uh, that can kind of help them to get into the kind of mindsets that they want to be in that they know are going to be helpful for them. So, you know, a lot of people would come to me and say, you know, well, uh, I'm not really feeling fulfilled in my, in my work or in my relationships. I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm actually living up to my own potential um, for, you know, who I believe that I can actually be. And uh, a lot of people who come to me actually don't really know exactly who they are or what they want but they know that there's more out there. They know that there's some new level that they can reach where they, they will feel fulfilled, where they, you know, they can have uh, the, the, the kind of that joy and happiness that we're kind of all promised in life. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of promised, hey, if you, if you buy these things and if you live this kind of lifestyle and meet these kinds of people, you're going to be happy. And a lot of people these days, because there is so much information out there, um, and there's so much new, incredible research coming out. A lot of people are waking up to the fact that 
you know, happiness and fulfillment, it's not going to come from, uh, you know, living a, a corporate lifestyle. It's not come, going to come from that nine to five job that allows you to, you know, have two weeks of holiday each year with your family and, uh, and buy all the nice fancy things that you want. And so a lot of people just come to me slightly confused, slightly uh, just ready to take that next step where they can find out exactly who they are, what they want to achieve, and, uh, and they can kind of take those steps towards being fulfilled and, and feeling the joy that we all, uh, you know, really know that we deserve. And, and so, you know, I've, I've been very, very grateful to have dealt with so many different people from all around the world, uh, you know, from America, Canada, Mexico, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, um, incredible places. And, and, and what I've found is that everybody pretty much wants the same thing. Everybody kind of wants to feel like they're being the best that they can be and they're making the world as best as they can be. They're, they're, ma- they're making their own little world as good as it can possibly be. And so, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've helped people with all kinds of issues and, 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 you know, I've, I've, just been so grateful to experience the difference that can come about from learning simple techniques that really create extraordinary results. And, you know, an example that I might give you is a lot of people come to me and they say, well, I, I, may, I don't feel so fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm, you know, enjoying life. I don't feel like I um, have a lot to enjoy even. Um, and so one of the first things that I recommend to every single person, uh, is, uh, you know, start a little gratitude journal because you might find that if you're not feeling fulfilled in life, it might not be that you don't have a lot to be happy about. It might not be that you don't have, uh, you know, beautiful things happening in your life. It might just be that your mindset is geared towards looking for all the crap that's happening to you. And so I suggest to people start a little gratitude journal where, Uh, you know, every single day you write down three things that you were absolutely grateful for and happy that happened in that day. And they don't have to be big things. It could just be as simple as, you know, a a friend bought you coffee at lunch uh, and that was absolutely beautiful. You loved it. And I recommend that people do this for as long as they can. But, you know, I've had clients say to me, listen, after a week of actually intentionally thinking about the things that happened in my day that were beautiful, that I loved, after just a week, my mind ha- mindset has shifted from a negative looking for crap mindset to uh, now I'm actually looking for the beautiful things in my life that I have in front of me. And the way I put it is you know, the way that you kind of present yourself to the world uh, in turn turns around and, and it presents the world to you in a different way. So if you put on your negative looking for the crap goggles, you're going to find all the crap in your life. But if you actually take the time to intentionally sit down and think about all the beauty that's in your life, your mindset will turn around and start looking for that stuff as well. And all of a sudden your life hasn't really changed, but you've changed. And so you're seeing all the beauty. And so, you know, simple things like that. Uh, I've been so grateful to help people with, with these very simple changes that actually over time do lead to uh, a, a vastly, uh, just a, a vast difference in the happiness levels and their and the fulfillment levels. Um, so I don't know if that was the answer that you're after, but that's kind of what I've seen with my clients, these simple changes that lead to bigger results. Well, it's the small habits that you do consistently that you know, lead to bigger results. And I think you, you touched on a lot of stuff right there. I think the biggest 
you know, oh, I said the biggest, but one of the big things is, you know, if you go looking for, for trouble, you're going to find it. Right. I mean, I think my father told me that when I was a young boy um, and usually I found trouble. Right. Um, and I think it's still true as an adult. You know, if you go looking for the good, you'll find it. If you're looking for the bad, you'll find it. Right. There's always something that you can find that's going to be wrong. Um, and, and I started journaling and I hate to say it. I, I've been I kind of been cheating and not doing my journal every day, but, um, I try to, you know, I had some, some times and some moments with it, you know, like everybody does that you're kind of down on yourself or things aren't going your way and you would be surprised. And this is, you know, obviously to my listeners out there, but you would be surprised at how just that one simple habit of writing down three things that went well today can totally change your attitude, mm. uh, and how you feel about the day, right? Or your life. So mm. uh, that's a great one. Now you talked about, morning rituals. Let's get into that a little bit because that's not something a lot of people talk about. And I, I read a lot and I, you know, I get into a lot of different things, listen to podcasts. And so obviously I know what you're talking about and I know the, the, the profound impact that morning rituals have, but it's kind of just now getting to the limelight, in my opinion, and it's not taken very seriously um, as it, I think it's going, I think it's going to be the next big uh, buzzword or the next big thing is already starting to catch on. What do you, at least here in the States, what, what, what kind of morning rituals do you recommend uh, when it comes to having the right mindset for success? Well, before I get into this part, I have to uh, quote one of, our, one of our favorite teachers, Jim Rohn, uh, where he said, uh, listen to my words closely, but uh, listen to my words carefully, but don't watch me too close. <laughs> you know, he, he, um, he recognized better than most people that, um, you know, sometimes it's easier to teach than it is to practice because the, the reason I say that is, um, the, the past three months, as you well know, because you've been trying to get me on this show for, well, you know, we've been trying to set up this meeting for, for about three months. Um, but, you know, the past three months have just been so hectic and busy for me that I've, I've actually, I'll admit it, I've, I've lost a lot of the routine that I, I would have usually had. But um, I'm definitely a, an early riser. That's something that works very well for me. So, you know, um, most days, you know, if I've got clients in the morning, then I will be up at... Uh, you know, whether it's 5.30 or 6 a.m., you know, get up out of bed, get refreshed, have a shower, um, and I'll I'll just dig straight into my clients. Um, You know, I'm I'm, I'm ready for the day. Uh, It doesn't usually take me too much uh, in terms of, uh, you know, extra routines to, um, you know, get up and get energized. I'm I'm not a coffee drinker and I never have been. Um, So, you know, I don't really need that buzz for the day, but... um, you know, if, if I do uh, have the time and I'm not uh, booked up with my clients in the morning, I will go out for a run. We live pretty close to the beach here. So, um, you know, on an ideal day, it's, uh, it's just wonderful to, you know, run down to the beach or ride my bike to the beach, go for a quick swim, um, you know, come back, uh, maybe do some reading and then uh, head out to the gym for the day. Awesome. Yeah. One of the things that I do, and, and I hate to say it, I don't exercise as much as I should. Um, I kind of like you, you know, I, I, like you said, you know, I, I do, do as I say, not as I do sometimes. I don't drink my own Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> but the, the biggest thing um, that, that I've learned recently is to, to get up and kind of the same thing with the, that journaling in the evening is when you wake up before you do anything else, don't check your email, don't watch YouTube or Facebook mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. And, and, be thankful, find something to be thankful for. Like for me, sometimes just, Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm awake. I'm alive. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's something to be thankful for, you know, or my children or these other things or that I have a, a job to go to or you know, a client to see or something to do. Um, and, and a lot of people don't realize that I know that, you know, here in the States when we had, you know, this great recession, 
uh, in 2008, I can tell you that, you know, I had, I had some crummy jobs and I was, I was miserable. And then I started looking around and realizing there was people out there that weren't, that weren't working and they were really struggling. And I said, you know what? I'm thankful for this crummy job that I have mm. um, cause it allows me to, you know, to provide for my family. So there's always something you can find uh, to be thankful for. And that's, that's one of my morning rituals. Uh, I'm an early riser as well. Mm. Um, can't say that I like that so much, but I do, it. <laughs> you know, I do it, um, to, to say the least. Um, so tell me, you know, uh, you know, how did you get into stoicism? How did that, that process begin for you? Oh, I'll tell you the, um, the extended story, but slightly shorter. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. you know, similar to your story where you're talking about, uh, you know, seeing Jim Rohn and, and feeling inspired about that and really turning your life around, uh, I actually, uh, it was my 20th birthday, uh, and I was studying music, uh, at, at university in Brisbane, which is about an hour and a half from where I live now. Um, and so yeah, studying jazz and it was my birthday. I went into university having a great day. And one of my best friends there, uh, mentioned that a guy called Eric Thomas was coming into Brisbane that day and doing a bit of a seminar, um, in the town hall. And so, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily into personal development at that time. I, I, I probably was, I just wasn't at the level that I was right now. Um, for example, I had never read an entire book. Actually, I'd read one book all the way through in my entire life up until my 20th birthday. And I think I had to do that. For oh, wow. So I was, I was completely, I just was a literary noob. I had no idea. Um, and I had no intention of reading any books anytime soon. And um, so I really didn't spend a lot of time on, on my health or my own personal education. Um, and then, so yeah, I, I decided, cool. Okay. I'll go to the seminar. I'll give it a go. See what's, see what's up. Uh, and so I went along with him and, uh, it absolutely changed my life, uh, forever to the point where, you know, after that seminar, I kind of saw my life in two sections before that seminar and after that seminar. Um, one of the biggest things that he kind of taught in there, he, and the, the quote was simple. It was information changes situations. And when I heard that, I kind of thought, wow, I have no information because I'm not reading. I'm not trying to educate myself. Yes, I'm at university, but I was absolutely half-assing it. Um, and so, you know, from that day, uh, over the next year of my life, I think I read about 80, 80 personal development slash, um, uh, slash, you know, business books. Um, and, uh, you know, oh, just wow. went crazy on my reading, um, you know, went into all different kinds of things, started working on myself, started taking care of my health a little bit better. Um, and since then it's just been a journey of, uh, of, you know, self-education. I think it was, uh, who was it that said, I've never, never let my schooling interfere with my own education. Uh, I think it was Mark Twain. Um, and, and so that became kind of the dominating theme of my life, trying to educate myself, even though, um, you know, I'd already gone through 12 years of school and I was in, in, um, university, uh, it was time to educate myself personally through, uh, through reading and, and, uh, and, you know, just podcasts and really trying to get as much information as I could. And then I came across the Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, and he of course is a massive advocate for stoicism. And, uh, I was actually listening to John Lee Dumas on the, uh, the, 
um, oh, what's his podcast? Uh, Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. And he was interviewing Tim Ferriss and Tim said that his favorite book was Seneca uh, Letters from a Stoic. And, uh, and, and so I, I decided, cool, if it's good enough for Tim Ferriss, I'll get that. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Letters from a Stoic is uh, one of the kind of core pieces of literature that we have from the original uh, Stoic teachers. Um, and so, yeah, Seneca was quite a character, but we can get into that later. So I, I got that book, I read it, and it just made sense to me. Uh, the principles that he talked about in there, uh, the ideas that he shared, um, it was just so profound and they made such perfect sense, uh, that it was something that I got really excited about. I said, this is, this is kind of like, um, it, it's kind of like Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus, all these stoic philosophers were saying all of the things that Tony Robbins or, or, you know, uh, you know, all these, these powerhouses of personal development today, Jim Rohn, all of these things that they're saying today were already said by the stoics. 2000 years ago. And I was kind of like, this is incredible to me because I was loving this personal development literature that I was reading, but this was kind of like the, the original personal development philosophy. And, uh, and so I started reading a lot more into it and, uh, and I just fell in love with the philosophy and decided this is something that I kind of want to share. Um, and as I said, I I couldn't find a stoic podcast that I really resonated with. And so I started one and it turns out that there's a lot of people around the world who really want to uh, dig into this philosophy because it makes sense to them as well. So that's kind of how I got into it. Hey gang, this episode is brought to you by Mophie. As most of you know, I've worked in the wireless industry for nearly two decades and I've seen a lot of cheap, crummy accessories and I've seen a lot of great ones. Mophie is definitely one of the great ones. Mophie is the number one selling battery case manufacturer in North America. and You don't get to be number one by making junk. Mophie products are well-made and outperform all others. If you're like me and a lot of other people, you probably rely on your phone to keep you connected throughout the day. And power is always an issue. Well, not with Mophie. Mophie has the products and accessories to keep you connected. Check them out. I left a link in the show notes. And if you use the link, I might get to make a couple of dollars. So I greatly appreciate it. It's what keeps the show going. And again, I really do appreciate you using the affiliate link. If you're having problems getting the show notes on whatever app you're using to listen to the show on... You can also find the show notes and all the episodes at visanotconsulting.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. That's visanotconsulting.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. And make sure to join our Facebook group. By joining, you'll get outtakes and special content to help you and your business grow. And unlike other Facebook groups, it's totally free. You can click the link in the show notes or simply search for us on Facebook as the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Group. Now back to the show. No, awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll share a little bit, uh, kind of the same situation of that sort of how, you know, I know we talked about personal development and, and I was the same when I had read a few books prior to, to this Jim Rohn, uh, workshop or seminar that I'd gone to when I was around 19 or 20, but not a lot. I wasn't a big avid reader. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I went to this, this workshop and he said, um, you know, he, he recommended several books. Uh, and one of them was some Napoleon Hill books, and he he recommended. I'll tell you a little story. Think Think and Grow Rich, which everyone's obviously probably read. Mm-hmm. So I went to my my local library because you know there wasn't an Amazon back then, and you couldn't get books as easily as you can now. Mm-hmm. So I went to the library, old school, and I said I'm gonna go find this, you know, this Think and Grow Rich by this Napoleon Hill guy, and I couldn't find it. It wasn't there, but they had another book by him called The Law of Success. And this was an original printing too. It was crazy. Wow. It was like 600 something pages. It was a huge book. And I read the whole book 
and I just loved it. And that sort of really fired me up to just go, like you said, just learn as much as you can. And something else that Jim Rohn had said uh, that stood out to me, and I'm going to paraphrase it here, but, you know, he said something along the, the lines of, you know, uh, an education will get you a job, you know, but self-education will make you wealthy. Mm-hmm. And that really stood out to me. And I said, you know, cause I, I kind of like you, I'd gone to college a couple different times, been asked not to come back a couple different times. <laughs> and, um, you know, eventually I finished and got a degree or two, but it took me a while, you know? And so I, I've been on that sort of self discovery path and then, and then same thing. So I've been practicing a lot of those, uh, stoic, uh, mindsets and stoic philosophies without really realizing it. Cause kind of like you had heard it from everybody else. I'd heard all these mm-hmm. things and then same situation. I'd, I'd heard Tim Ferriss one day when he had his, his show and I started checking Tim Ferriss out reading his blog and, and he recommended, uh, you know, meditations and some other things. And I'd obviously heard of Marcus Aurelius. So I bought the meditations book first and I read it. And, mm-hmm. um, kind of like you said, I was like, you know, wow, a lot of this, this stuff has been around for thousands of years or whatever. And, and, um, it's just, you know, guys are repackaging it and saying it a little bit differently. And so, um, it's really impactful. And, and if you can, you know, get through it and, and apply some of those principles and like I said, it's, you never really arrive. It's a work in progress, right? Mm. Um, the, the changes it can have on the way you see the world and happiness in general, you know, the, the small things for me that used to bother me or just, just that it's like that. Why am I upset about that? You know? Mm. Um, it just makes you look things a little bit differently. And so I kind of came to stoicism, uh, in a very similar path as you, um, with, you know, through Tim Ferriss. So, uh, Tim's obviously very prolific, uh, with his, his podcast and his blogging and, uh, his books, right? Absolutely. Uh, to say the least. And, and something but, uh, that you touched up. on there, uh-huh. sorry, it's just something that you touched on there, which is just very important. It's these, these small, uh, you know, small changes that you can make that can make big differences. A lot of, a lot of people uh, jump into personal education, personal development and listening to podcasts or, or going to a mindset coach with the idea that they're going to see immediate massive change in their life or that they're going to, uh, you know, they, they're going to have some huge breakthrough that's going to lead them to uh, you know, almost immediate success or fulfillment or happiness. And, and uh, you know, most of the difference, I believe, that, that comes from personal development, it just happens over time just by you simply taking that effort to do something positive for your mind, something positive for yourself by listening to a podcast. You know, I, I tell everyone, look, if even if all you do is just listen to an episode of my podcast every single day and they're quick, they're quick ones, you know, they're five to 10 minutes each, unless it's an interview. Um, even if that's all you do, you'll still see positive changes over time because those ideas are going to start to seep into your, you know, your subconscious mind. You're going to start living some of those principles just because you've been listening to them and actually taking the effort to, to feed your mind with something positive and helpful. Right. And so, you know, I've had, I've been really fortunate to have had emails from people all around the world who um, are seeing really amazing results in their life because they just listen to these ideas and it's something for them to think about throughout their day. I I often recommend, hey, if you're going to listen to one of my podcasts, listen to it at the start of the day, take five minutes out of your day just to, to listen to a new idea, a new strategy, some new tool for your life. And just think about it throughout your day and use it to be, to be mindful throughout your day of the situations that you're in and how this principle applies to those situations. 
Um, you know, one example might be, uh, you know, something that I often talk about to do with stoicism is uh, the dichotomy of control. Uh, now, we've kind of later put it to the trichotomy of c- control, but w- what this essentially means is it, there are some things in our life that we can control and there are other things that we can't control. Now, we have now kind of decided uh, you know, in the stoic community uh, that, you know, there's kind of things that you can can partially control as well. So what you want to do in life is put most of your efforts in that bracket of things that you can control because that's stuff that you can actually make a difference with. Put almost no effort or or energy towards the things that you can't control because they're not going to change anyway. So there's no point in getting angry or frustrated over them because you can't control it. There's nothing you can do about it. And then put some of your efforts toward those things that you can partially control. You know, this is an idea that I, you know, I often share on the podcast and it's something to talk about. But if you think about that throughout your day, if you just listen to that idea and decide that, okay, this is going to be the focus of today, looking at the things that I can control and can't control, you'll probably realize throughout your day how much crap you're focusing on that you have no power over to change um, and how many things you could be working towards that you actually do uh, have some say in. Um, that you're not putting your effort towards them. And so it, it's, it's a matter of listening to new ideas, presenting yourself with, with uh, new education, new wisdom from, from different podcasts, authors, philosophers, scientists, whatever. And uh, I really do think that self-education is the thing that makes the biggest difference in people's lives because it is simply introducing you to new ideas that you hadn't thought of before that now you can kind of introduce into your life and, uh, and use, uh, you know, in positive ways. So I, I, that's, if, if there's one thing that you could take away from this episode, I do want it to be like, get educated, but not necessarily the go to college or, you know, it, it's the get self-educated, like l- present your mind to as many new ideas as possible. Just by doing that, you're going to become a better person. And I know that you will. Sure, sure. And, and we live in an age, uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day that, uh, you know, we live in an age now where there's just so much information out there, of course, and not all of it's accurate, but, you know, we're, we're now able, you know, I think we talk about books just as an example. You know, if you want a book, you can go, go online and buy it and it'll be here tomorrow. You can read it electronically five minutes later. You don't have to drive to town. Right. Um, and so we live truly in the information age Everybody talks about it, but it's just, it's, it's such a breakneck speed that there's really no excuse not trying to better yourself and there's there's Mm. you know tons of online courses now you can take and you know you can find a mindset coach such as yourself to to guide you down that path and there's just really no reason uh to not you know be a constant learner as they say let me let me pause you for a second and ask you about this though because i I get this a lot when i talk about uh, stoicism it's not something i talk about often obviously i do uh, some coaching but it's a very different type of uh, executive coaching but mindset does come up Sure. Um, but when we talk about stoicism, a lot of people think it's a, it's a religion, you know, or, or something of that nature. And it's obviously not, it's a philosophy. Um, and, and it's, there's obviously some religions that are philosophies, you know, when you think, think of the East and all that good stuff, but, mm. um, you can, you can be a practicing stoic, right. And be atheist, Christian, Baptist, Mormon, you know, there's really, I mean, it's, 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 it's just a pre it's a, it's a set of ideas, correct? That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it requires no belief in uh, anything uh, not 
anything that is not provable or, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a, a, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, kind of in their emails, I've, I have got some people saying, you I, I really believe in stoicism. I, I believe that it can help me. And, uh, they use this word believe. And I tell them every time I say, listen, stoicism isn't something that you need to believe in or not believe in. It's something that you need to test. Um, you know, as a philosophy, it just presents you different ideas uh, or strategies for how you can make your life better or how you can look at the world in a different way that will produce different results. Uh, these are all things that you can actually test right now in your life. You can put these tools and tactics to use in your life and you will either see results or you won't see results. And that's what I tell all of my clients as well. You, you don't need to believe in what I'm saying. You don't need to believe what I'm saying on the podcast. These are the ideas that I'm sharing. And so that, you know, that is one reason why I do believe that it is, it's a very, it's kind of, whether it's good or bad that it's this way, it can be a kind of chameleon philosophy. It can kind of fit into many different environments. You, you can, in my view, be a Christian and still practice um, you know, stoicism. I mean, I, I've, I've coached, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, wonderful clients who I had from Canada, um, was a lesbian pastor and she was also using stoicism, uh, in, in her, in her congregation and, and using it in, in her, uh, her sermons. And, um, it, because the ideas were so helpful and, and so useful to people. And they also aligned very well with many of the teachings of, kind of, uh, you know, Western religions, um, and even Eastern religions, there's a lot of similarities say between, uh, you know, Buddhism and, and stoicism. And so I, I do really think that it's something that no matter what you currently believe in terms of your spiritual religious beliefs, you can still use and, and you should still use as many of these different, uh, you know, techniques that philosophy can teach us to make your life better. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I'd say about that. Awesome. I just, I want to bring that up because I think, I think that's something that oftentimes gets confused or muddied, mm. um, you know, because like you said, there are some similarities uh, to, to you know, like just doing the right thing and trying to be a, a better version of yourself. Um, there's that theme and obviously most religions um, tell me, I'm gonna put you kind of on the spot. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't warn you about this, but I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. So give me, and you can paraphrase it, but give me your, one of your favorite uh, quotes, and it can be from from any of the Stoics. That you know, so there's a listener out there that's probably owning uh, owns a small business, or maybe they're a leader in in some sort of uh, level or capacity, and they're you know they're stressed out. Uh, owning a small business is very stressful. Being a manager or a leader is very stressful. What would you, what what quote would you say to that person right now? What do they need to hear? Hmm. You know what? I, I'm going to go to something that I share with all of my clients. This is one of my favorite quotes from Seneca. But he said, I might even paraphrase this, but he says something along the lines of, uh, if you don't know which port you're sailing to, then no wind is favorable. Um, and so what he essentially means there is you need to have some sort of direction. You need to have some sort of uh, uh, line that you're following that's going to get you to where you want to be. Otherwise, you're just going to be tossed and turned and you'll go all over the place, but no direction is going to be the best direction. Um, and the reason I share that quote is whenever I have a new client doing their initial consultation with me, uh, whether they continue coaching with me or not, 
I recommend that before our first session, uh, they take about a week to sit down every day, take a little bit of time and write their own personal philosophy. Uh, now this is actually, uh, you know, something that Jim Rohn talked about. He talked about, you know, what is your own personal philosophy? Cause there's all kinds of philosophies out there that we can follow. Um, you know, religion is a, a form of philosophy. It kind of gives you this, this box package of this is what your beliefs are going to be now because, you know, this is what you align yourself with. And, um, you know, there's many philosophies out there, but what is your personal philosophy? Like what are the beliefs that you hold dear? What are your own ideals and your own values? Um, you know, it, I put it like this, uh, you know, if you were to write, um, you know, a, a book about how to live life, how would you want to live your life and how would you want others to live it? And how would you, um, you know, define your own philosophy on how to live a good life? So I recommend that people take that time over the, over the week to really get to know themselves because not enough people actually know what they believe. Um, the reason I say this is I, I genuinely believe that most people in the world uh, are not living by their own values. are not living by their own beliefs. They're living by the values, beliefs uh, that were taught to them and handed to them by their parents, their teachers, their government, their, you know, the country that they live in, uh, their specific area of the country that they live in. I mean, cause you'd, you'd know better than anyone, Ben, that, you know, you, you could, uh, go to Texas one day and, uh, and California the next, and there would be very different dominating beliefs and values, um, you know, held by the people that live there. So, um, <laughs> No, come on. They're all the same. We're all the same here in the U.S., man. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, yeah. But that's it. Very you know different what I'm perspective, right? Different perspective. And, yeah. and so everybody, everybody has their different perspectives. But how many people are actually saying, you know, what do I actually believe? What, what do I, not what my parents believe and taught me, but what do I actually believe? And so I recommend to all of my clients, take that time, be very intentional with what you believe and, 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 you know, you might find that when you sit down to write your own personal philosophy, you have no idea. I always say to people, hey, debate yourself. If you think that you believe, uh, you know, in a God, debate yourself. Put up some different arguments that might go against what you believe and have a debate with yourself and figure out, well, you know, can you find some holes in your own arguments? If, if you believe that, um, that, you know, it, 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 there's all kinds of values that we can hold. But the best thing to do is to actually know yourself first so that you have that direction. You know who you want to be and how you want to live your life. Once you have that direction, a lot of things become a lot clearer. A lot of uh, things in life become a lot easier because you don't have to actually uh, you know, dig deep to decide on certain things. You, know, you kind of lose that decision fatigue because you actually know who you are and what you believe. So you know, even when it comes to business... Um, you know, know what your business is about, know what your purpose is for that business. Um, and also know what your place is in that business, you know, know, you know, what your duty is, have some sort of direction, um, with whatever you're, whatever you're trying to achieve. And, um, and, you know, as we go back to that Seneca quote, um, you know, if, if you have that direction, then, uh, you're going to find the most favorable wind that's going to get you there, um, into that, that correct port. So yeah, that's what I'd say. That's that's business management 101, right? Know where you want to go before you take off down the road to get there. That's it. Um, and that 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 quote was uh, how old is that quote? When, you know, when, when did when did Seneca? When was he alive? What what year? Uh, For years. Oh gosh, I, I I knew this and I've forgotten it, but it was it was around uh, b- between uh, fifty. Uh, 
yeah, 50 and 100 AD, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. After, a couple after, thousand yeah. years, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, de- <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, a couple of thousand years. It's been around a couple of thousand. Yeah, and uh, we're, yeah. like you said, we, you know, there are many people that are repackaging and that, writing books about goal setting and planning and business 101, you know, how to be a great leader is make a plan, right? And, uh, you know, Seneca said it first, right? you got to know where you want to go or you, you know, you might end up somewhere you don't want to be. That's um, it. I use the, uh, when I have a rough day and this is where I have to dial myself down when I have a good day or, you know, I've accomplished something great. I go to the, uh, Marcus Aurelius quote and, and I'm getting I'm gonna paraphrase it here, but you know, you're never as bad or as good as you think you are. Mm. Um, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't be great all the time. Um, and we'd like to, as humans, right. You know, pound our chest when something's awesome. Um, but if you, if you believe that, then you have to, you know, you have to turn around and say, well, then I'm as, I'm as horrible as people say I am or as I think I am. And so, uh, he, you know, obviously flipped that. And, and the key to it is you're never as good or as, as horrible as, as people think you are, or you think you are. That's um, it. And that keeps you, keeps you humble. And I think it keeps you focused. Mm. Uh, and like I said, it allows you to let things run off your back. And, uh, when you've had a rough you know, patch or whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, as we, as we wind down here, Simon, uh, one, I think we've had a great conversation. I appreciate your time. Um, I know that you have the, the practical stoic podcast, which can be found on, I believe iTunes and Stitcher. Um, That's right. probably just about anywhere podcast or listen to, you also have a Facebook group, correct? That's right. Yeah, we do have a Facebook group. It's just called the, uh, the practical stoic mastermind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now is that invite only or can anyone join that? Anyone can join it. I'd encourage anybody to jump on there. If you're interested in stoicism, jump on there, ask questions. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I actually started this group is because I, I recognize that there are a lot of people out there who have similar knowledge that I do who can help, uh, you know, others within our community. And I was getting a lot of questions and I, I really wanted to be able to point people towards somewhere where they could actually get the right answers from people. And, and so I started this community. I think there's, uh, there's, either close to or over 3000 members in there now from around the world, all people who, um, you know, very interested in stoicism. And, and so, Hey, if, if you're interested in this, jump on there, ask questions, um, you know, find out more about it. I've got plenty of uh, very, very helpful uh, people on there who are, who are doing a wonderful job sharing their own ideas and, and thoughts on, on the questions that are asked. Awesome. Well, if I, I'll make sure I'll link that in the show notes. If you haven't sent it to me, please do so. And I'll make sure I'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, before we go, is there anything else you think you might want to pass on to our listeners today before we go? No particular. I, I guess that there was one quote that I, I would, would have loved to share. Um, just then thinking about these quotes from the Stoics, they, they had uh, a, a really uh, wonderful way of um, sharing extremely helpful wisdom in very, uh, what's the word? Um, very simple language, (laughs) um, and, and easy to understand terms. So uh, they, they, one of my favorite quotes from Marcus Aurelius, for example, um, and this is something we can kind of go on from here because, uh, he, he actually said, uh, stop talking about what a good man should be, be one. (laughs) <laughs> I love that quote because it's just, it's, it's so matter of fact, so to the point. Um, and you know, it's something that we kind of need to hear every so often, you know, we, 
we can talk and talk and talk and you can listen to these podcasts and we can have these conversations and, um, you know, we can talk about all the different techniques that we can use to be better people. But in the end, um, it really comes down to that split second decision that you make in that moment. Um, are you going to be a good person or are you going to be lazy or, you know, are you going to be mean or are you going to be, uh, you're angry? are you going to make the right decision in that moment? And that's why I love that quote from Marcus Aurelius. Stop talking about what a good man should be and be one. Um, so yeah, let's, let's have that as the focus from, uh, from after this episode. I love it. I think that's a great, a great way to finish. Uh, Simon, I appreciate your time today and, and you're always welcome back on the show anytime. Um, I appreciate your time today. I know it was tough to get you here get you on the, like I said, we've been trying for months now. So thank you for coming today. Uh, and to our listeners out there, I hope you learned at least one thing that will help get you to the next level. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at vizanaconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizana, V as in victory, E-Z-I-N-A, consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. That's podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Vizanaw, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Show.